Louie, I think this is the beginning of a beautiful friendship. Rose? Where we're going, we don't need Rose. I am your father. The greatest trick the devil ever pulled was convincing the world he didn't exist. You're listening to After the Ending, the only film podcast where we tell you what happens after the ending of your favorite films. And now, here are your hosts, Mike Spring and Phil Edwards. Hello and welcome to After the Ending. I'm Mike Spring. And I'm Phil Edwards. And Phil, it's hard to find time to read with all the movies we watch, but sometimes you got to pick up a book. Am I right? You're so right. There's so many good books out there. There's so many good films. you got to get the balance, though. And I think... I often read a book now when I'm uh, when I'm in bed because I find if I watch a film, if I'm in bed or something like that, I just can't get to sleep. But if I read a book, it sort of calms the mind a bit. You relax, almost like meditate, and then you just you're gaining knowledge and also having a good night's sleep. There you go. That's the way to do it. And uh, yeah, so uh, sometimes even though we watch a lot of films, when you do pick up a book, you have to read a book about films. And so that's what we're talking about in today's mini episode. It's our top five books related to movies. That's right, Mike. Any any book that is somehow related to uh, films or movies in any kind of way, shape or form. Yeah, I mean, mostly mostly books about movies, but there's some that might be tangentially related as well. Yeah, because there was this one I was going to have on my list. Didn't quite make it, but I'm just going to mention it because it's called Empires and Ewoks. The Four-Colored Journey of Star Wars, (laughs) Volume 1, The Marvel Years, Part 1. Because it's all about Star Wars, but it's mainly about the Star Wars uh, comic books. Let's just see. Who wrote this? Let's see. Uh, Michael Spring. Oh, yeah. I think I've heard of that guy. It's got a cracking cover on it, though. Whoever did the art on that's amazing. I was just going to say, I'm not too familiar with the writer, but I know that the cover artist, I believe his name is Philip Edwards. I think you're right, yes. So uh, I'll check that out anyway. It looks quite interesting. Yes, indeed it does. Especially the cover. (laughs) <laughs> yeah. Yeah. If you want more information about that, swing on over to wordsoutloud.com. Early plug, hashtag early plug. Kaboom. There we go. So that's what we're talking about in today's episode. That's right. Okay, then. So do you want to kick things off on this one, Mike? I absolutely will. My number five is called Awake in the Dark, the Best of Roger Ebert. Uh, it was published in 2006, so it was before he died. Um, and basically, it's kind of a career retrospective of pieces he's written. It's broken down into like five sections. Uh, the first section, I think, is like some of his favorite film reviews between like 1967 and 2006. Then there's like essays and interviews. And I always really liked Roger Ebert as a critic. And uh, in my adult years, I came to really respect him as being truly great at his craft and I I got more into reading some of his works and this book is a great way to kind of see what it was that made him the preeminent film critic uh, you know in the world basically and I know it might not sound that interesting to read a bunch of reviews of old movies but he picked out the ones he picked for a reason and they're really well written and it's it's a it's a book you can breeze right through so I, I do highly recommend it anybody who loves Film and cinema history, uh, this is a great book that sort of covers a wide range of topics. No, excellent choice. I mean, he was a hell of a writer and he was such a good film reviewer as well. Always took each yeah. film on its own merits as well, which I always like. Right, right, exactly. But yeah, that's a good choice. Yep. Uh, my number five is a, a big book. It's called The New Biographical Dictionary of Film by David Thompson. Okay. I think it's currently on the sixth edition, which then came out in 2014. But it's basically a who's who of actors and directors and producers and people in the movie business, but it's uh, it tells you all the information about them 
Uh, but he writes a little bit about each person as well, uh, about their life and times and the films they went through, who they married. But it's if you you just want a really good reference book, and it's also quite a fun read as well because some of the some of the ways he talks about people is uh, can make you gasp, I suppose, in certain times. But it's just if you're watching a film, it's better than just you know going on IMDb and other web things. This one has got a bit more, bit more, bit more to it. So you're reading it, you can just flick through. Uh, I often find it useful when I'm writing for liveforfilms.com or the plug bomb boom <laughs> uh it's uh yeah it's just it's just a real interesting read and obviously you just keep you can dip in and out of it and you can just learn so much about these these people who have brought us so many fine films excellent choice very good all right well my number four is a book that came out a long time ago it's from 1975 and it is the jaws log by carl gottlieb who uh, also had a role in Jaws. And it is basically a making of the film from the point of view of Carl Gottlieb, who was on the set of Jaws, obviously. Um, and, you know, it, it was it was an early on kind of making of a blockbuster before, you know, because Jaws was sort of like the big first summer blockbuster. And really up until then, not a... There was a lot of books about Hollywood, but there were more biographies, yeah. um, you know, critical essays, things like that. There wasn't as many sort of these mass market making of type books. But Jaws was such a phenomenon, of course, that this book was a it was a big bestseller, I believe. They did a 30th anniversary edition a couple of years back. And um, I remember being completely obsessed with this book when I was a kid because I had obviously fallen in love with Jaws as a movie. And so I read this book and I would look at the pictures all the time. And uh, it's just it was really kind of a great sort of precursor to the making of books, which now are so plentiful. Yeah, um, yeah. This was one of the first ones to do it. And it was certainly... I think it certainly had a lot to do with my love of behind the scenes information and, and wanting to know more about movies than just what was happening on the screen. It's an excellent choice and we may be hearing from it again. Okay. All right. Good to know. Uh, my number four is a, a book by Pat Oswalt. It's called Silver Screen Fiend, Learning About Life from an Addiction to Film. Uh, it came out in 2015, but it's all about uh, Pat Oswalt, about his life, but it's a particular time between 1995 and 1999 when he was a, uh, he was doing all the stand-up kind of stuff, but he was also really addicted to films. And he had a couple of film books, which, you know, had lists of all, you know, the classic films and some obscure films. And he meant made a, he was, he kept going to the, all the cool cinemas that are in uh, Los Angeles and San Francisco and uh, the, New Be- the New Beverly and all these kind of things. But uh, he was going through the books, ticking them all off, to, you know, all the ones he's, he wanted to see them all. And it's just him talking about trying to balance doing all the comedy shows, but then he had to go and see these films and he really had to because that was his mindset at the time. And it's just great seeing somebody who was so into films and how it was starting to consume the life and how they pull themselves back but still have this total love for films. And it's it's also very funny to read. Very good. I have not read that one, but I do like Patton Oswalt, so that's definitely one I'm going to add to my list. Yeah, it's it's it's, it's lots of fun. There's just be times when you read it going, God, that's a bit like me. Oh, no. <laughs> right. <laughs> Apart from I can't do the comedy stand-up thing. So Right, right. There you go. Very cool. All right. Well, my number three is a book about a film that you and I disagree on. It's a film that you're quite a big fan of, and I am not a fan of it. But it is John Carter and the Gods of Hollywood. Uh, it's by Michael D. Sellers yeah, uh, yeah. from 2012. And basically, it is a, a really interesting look into why and how that movie bombed at the box office. And it starts like... It kind of goes through the history of John Carter coming to film and how many false starts there were. But then it really tracks the development of this movie and the marketing for it. And it it goes into all sorts of interesting 
Uh, it's very written, very conversationally, very casually, but also does present a lot of actual information about like audience metrics, like people's awareness of the film and how many impressions it had and how many ads it had running against uh, other movies at the time, which had like many more ads. And it really details in, in a very interesting fashion how the Disney marketing team and the changes behind the scenes at Disney just really failed this movie and how regardless of whether you think it's a great movie or not, it certainly could have been a, a bigger hit. Yeah. Um, so yeah. it's a really interesting read. And, and I, I like that kind of stuff a lot. I like marketing and behind the scenes stuff. So definitely worth a, a look. And I, it's really cheap to get digitally on like uh, Kindle or whatever. So so worth a couple bucks to, to check it out. Yeah, I've read that book as well. And it is, it is really interesting because yeah, I, I do like the film. But yeah, it's just it's when you're reading it and you do realize that basically with the, as you said the chains the change behind the scenes at disney and things they were just going well let's just kill it we don't need it right right yeah it's fascinating it's just it's just it's, it's quite shocking in a way you're just going oh my god you've put all this money into it and yeah 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 just weird yeah crazy stuff. but it's a uh, very very insightful but uh a good choice uh my, my number three is double whammy because it's all to do with spielberg films but you've already mentioned one the jaws log carl gottlieb who was a screenwriter on set it's it's brilliant if you love jaws if you love film anyway it's just one to read it's just fantastic but you've covered that one but i thoroughly enjoyed reading that but the other one is uh spielberg Truffaut and me an actor's diary by bob balaban and it's all about making close encounters of the third kind and this one it's a bit different from the jaws lab because we're, we're seeing it from the viewpoints of bob balaban who was an actor he played lachlan in the film and spent a lot of time with francois Truffaut. and he's he's talking about the interactions he had with Truffaut and spielberg who were both amazing directors and it's it's just it's it's intriguing just to see how you know the whole you're getting a proper behind the scenes viewpoints of this film from somebody who was there with all these people and he's because he's one of the like the main actors in the thing as well he he saw things that you know we'd, we'd, we'd never ever get involved with never see but and he's just he's brutally honest in it and he half the time he feels he doesn't understand why he was involved why he was picked because he doesn't feel he should be in the film and then because he's, he's got Spielberg and Truffaut as well and so he's got the whole oh my god these are these are geniuses why am I here but it's just it's a superb read and I'm gutted that I can't find my copy of it anymore uh, because it looks looking online as well it's uh, if you try to pick up a copy it's going to set you back a bit. Huh, that's, un- that's unfortunate. Yeah, but yeah, you might be able to get it on Kindle, but I can't see it at the minute. But uh, if you do find it, it's a it's a brilliant read. Really good. Yeah, I like I like Bob Balaban, and obviously I like Spielberg and, and Close Encounters and stuff, so that's one I'll have to track down. Mm. Excellent choice. All right, well, my number two is Leonard, My 50-Year Friendship with a Remarkable Man. And it is written by one William Shatner, and the Leonard in question, of course, is Leonard Nimoy. My God. Uh, this this is written, obviously, after Leonard Nimoy passed away. And, I, you know, say what you will about Shatner. Obviously, uh, there's a lot of people who have a lot of opinions about him, um, that he's egotistical and whatnot. And, and that's not even entirely um, hidden in this book. I think that, that Shatner's kind of ego comes through a little bit, and I think that's part Part of what makes the book so great. It's a really candid look at their their relationship over the course of 50 years. And he, and he talks about how he was jealous of the attention that Nimoy got as Spock early on in the show and how he talks about times where maybe Shatner didn't act as as mature as he could. And he, you know, he talks about their shared background. So it, it's it's really interesting because it 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 serves as sort of a biography of Leonard Nimoy, but also yeah. in a way a biography of William Shatner at the same time. And then it sort of compares their stories and you learn a lot of really interesting personal 
stories and anecdotes from, you know, their entire career together and how close they became. And he does talk about how at the end, you know, Nimoy sort of turned his back on Shatner and that Shatner doesn't really know why. And it's kind of heartbreaking. It brought me, you know, brought a couple of tears to my eyes. But it's a very funny book, a lot of humor. It's very warm. It's But it's really just interesting. I mean, it's it's a it's a biography, but it was a page turner for me. Like I, I remember reading it. I just couldn't put it down. I would read 60, 70, 80 pages at a chunk because it was just so good. It's so well written. I mean, obviously, I think if you have some interest in Star Trek, that's going to help. But yeah. if you have any interest whatsoever in Star Trek or Shatner or Nimoy whatsoever, I, I really can't recommend it highly enough. It's a, a really fantastic book and a very nice tribute to to Leonard Nimoy. Oh, that sounds good. Yeah, because I do love all them. But I've never read that one. I must have to check that out. It's really, really good. I've read uh, William Shatner's Tech War, a sci-fi novel he wrote years ago. Yeah, yeah. And that was truly dreadful. Yeah, his Star well, his Star Trek books actually are pretty decent, but I believe they're mostly ghost written. But um, yeah, and yeah. I think he has a co-writer for this one, so I think I'm sure a lot of it is him telling stories and a ghostwriter sort of shaping it. But it does have Shatner's voice to it, and I, I like that a lot about it. Oh, that's good then, yeah. Because when when I was when I was talking to William Shatner uh, last year, yeah, just uh, <laughs> the book didn't come up, but. Uh, Anyway, mm-hmm. I was talking to Shatner. I like, I like how yeah. you worked that in that you you yeah. happened to, to speak to William Shatner last yeah. year. I was a name drop bomb. <laughs> <laughs> no, a good choice, and I will definitely be uh, having a read of that one. Yeah, I really can't recommend it highly enough. Excellent. Okay, my number two is uh, Easy Riders, Raging Bulls, How the Sex and Drugs and Rock and Roll Generation Saved Hollywood. It's a book by Peter Biskind, where basically he went and interviewed Coppola, Scorsese, Dennis Hopper, Steven Spielberg, and lots of other people, producers, executives wives writers girlfriends and things and boyfriends um basically just went through what was going on at the end of the 60s going into the 70s and just how first of all how many drugs how it's just so many drugs uh and but it just shows how the craziness that was going on behind the scenes of these films like making easy ride or just they were all dennis hopper was just well it's the whole drug thing again but it's just it's just fascinating because there's these all these amazing films which have since become classics and these actors who are like icons and the people who made the films who are just these, you know, the legends. And you're just reading it, seeing when many of them were just starting out and just seeing how how flawed they were, how they had no confidence, half of them as well. And they were, they were doing these things because they loved films and they just wanted to do it. And man, there's lots of drugs. But uh, it's just... <laughs> It's just, it's absolutely fascinating. It's, as you mentioned with the, your, the last book you did, there was a, it's a page turner because you're just, you're just learning so much and you, you see all the interconnections with people that you didn't realize they knew each other or they went out with each other or they did films with each other. It's just, it's, it's just, I just can't recommend it enough. It's a brilliant book. Very cool. I will definitely check that one out too. I got a lot of reading to do, Phil. Yeah, I know. Same here. <laughs> All right. Well, my number one uh, is probably the the book with the least amount of words in it of all of the ones on my list, but it, it came in pretty easily as my number one. And it is from 2010. It's The Art of Drew Struzan. <laughs> I'll stop it, you there. That's my number one. As is well. it really? <laughs> How funny is that? Of oh all the God. movie books out there. Yeah. Oh, my God. Yeah. We don't know what uh, listeners, we don't know which whatever we do in these lists, we never know what the other ones pick. So that's right. uh, that's amazing. I had a feeling it would be on your list, but I didn't know it would also be your number one. Yeah. <laughs> uh, it's by Drew Struzan and David J. Shaw. And for those of you who are going, well, who the heck is Drew Struzan? Think of every great classic movie poster from the 1980s and 1990s, and you'll have an image by Drew Struzan pop yeah. into your head. Back to the Future, 
Indiana Jones, well, Rangers yeah, Star, the, Star, the Star Wars. Wars films, uh, The Thing, the th- movie poster for The oh, Thing, the classic one, yeah, with the, the the first couple Harry Potter movies, if that, yeah, you know, Hellboy that Two did one for that as well, yeah, I mean, just those those classic sort of drawn slash painted, usually people's faces. I mean, just think oh, of Bla- like that Blade Runner as well, he did, yeah, Blade Runner. Think well. of that shot of like uh, Temple of Doom with Indiana Jones just standing there holding that that machete, and it's like kind of a whole body shot, and he's just sort of standing there. Like, there's so many iconic images that he was responsible for um you know big trouble in little china i mean just so many great posters and unfortunately he got replaced by photoshop for the most part and yeah you know that's that's unfortunate but this book basically goes through his entire career poster by poster and it, it's got not only does it present each poster in you know a nice full color large size format but it also has commentary from drew struzan a lot of times there's um rough pencils or layouts things he did ahead of time so you you get to see the process at work and it's just a brilliant yeah it's it's good it's good seeing him you know with the sketches and things how he has the poses for certain things and then when he starts actually painting and things he he's changed because he realized it doesn't work and then he's also got photos of the, the models he used for photo reference and things like that it's just uh it's just just absolutely amazing. Yeah, it's a really in-depth look at, at his process, and it's just a, just a brilliant collection of amazing artwork. And if you love films, especially if you love those classic you know movies from the 80s and 90s, um, if you're of that generation, this, this really is a, a must-have. It's a coffee table book that you will want to have on your coffee table at all times. Yeah, it's as what, what Mike said. It's just it's superb. It's got over 300 pieces of artwork in it, lots of photos, and it's just every page you're just going, oh, my God. Yeah, yeah. Oh my God. Yeah. Or you turn the page and go, I don't like that film, but oh my God, that post is amazing. <laughs> right, right. You know, and I never want to be the guy, the guy who says they don't make them like they used to or any, any variation on that. But, you know, they don't, the movie theaters, movie studios don't do posters like this anymore. It's all now Photoshop montages for the most part, you know, people's faces, you know, just three, three faces across the front of a poster. And, you know, movie studios really don't make painted posters anymore and so it's sort of a, a lost art and i think this is really the greatest collection in, in one spot of of the very best that the genre has to offer oh definitely but i will say the past couple of years i think there is i think there's a bit of a slight it's i think it's maybe a slight turn again but not mainly not for the main movie posters which get released but right you get lots, it's you get lots of amazing artists online who do uh often they get they get asked to do them but they're like usually limited edition or handed out at uh, screenings Yes, yes, agree. I should, yeah, you're right, you're right. I mean, there's a few, there's a few brilliant ones and there's a few cool ones, but uh, Drew Struzan, though, is still like, you know, head and shoulders above all of them. Yeah, he's, he's the master for sure. And I think all of them would agree as well, all those artists as well. Oh, yeah, definitely. All right, well, I'm glad to see we were on the same page for that one. <laughs> <laughs> that's a, that's amazing out of all the books. Yeah, seriously. Yeah. Wow. Well, there you go. You all have your uh, reading assignments now, so go home and read these uh, two or 3,000 pages worth of books and, and get back to us and let us know what you think of them. Yeah, but also let us know what books that you like, movie-related books, so we can read them as well, because there's so many out there that we there'll be loads we haven't, we haven't heard of either. So drop us a line. You can get in touch on Twitter at after underscore the ending. Also on Facebook.com, After the Ending Podcast, and on all the various podcast platforms where you're listening to this, you can leave comments or get in touch with us that way. So please do leave comments and reviews and and click on the stars if that's one of those things. Tell all your friends about it, but you can also email us. If you yes, like. you, yeah. yes, you can reach us at AfterTheEnding at Verizon.net. Yes, so get in touch, and we do read everything that gets sent over, and we always try and respond as soon as we can. 
We do indeed. All right. Well, that's going to wrap us up for this time. We should be back to our regularly scheduled programming next week. As always, we thank you greatly for listening. I'm Mike Spring. And I'm Phil Edwards. And we'll see you next week. After the ending. I can probably edit it out as long as it wasn't while you were talking. Yeah, I don't think it was. And if it was while you were talking, I'll just edit it out anyway because I can always edit out you talking. (laughs) I'll just make it an episode of all me. Yeah, there we go. I just watch the watch the listeners just you know dry up. Multiply? Oh, oh dry up. yeah, probably. <laughs> I'm kidding. All right. Um, so top five books related to films. Yes. Yeah. Is that what we said? Yeah. Okay. See how many times it takes me to get that right. <laughs> and so that's what we're talking about in today's mini episode. It is our top five. Yep. <laughs> I knew it. <laughs> it's our top five. What, Mike? What is it? Yeah. <laughs> It is our top five books. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> it's funny how I'm like Nostradamus and I predicted that I was going to screw that up. It's like I know myself so well that I knew that that's going to be, that was going to be what was going to trip me up. Because books related to movies is one of the toughest things to say. <laughs> oh, yeah. Dropping the plug bomb. I don't know what I'm saying anymore. Okay. Uh, plug bomb. That sounds, that sounds bad. Yeah. Oh, my God. He's a serial killer, but he uses plug bombs.